0: Aren't you just stepping on a plane to fly to LA and buy yourself a new car? This Hopefully, is pretty Hopefully. cool. Yes, I, I, I've I've been I'm so happy for you.
1: I've been doing a lot of adulting this week. There, there's been a lot of adult <laughs> You've stuff going this. on. You know, I had to go to the bank. I had to sit right. there, and actually, it's one of the best banking experiences I had because my credit rating is actually really good. Better than I remembered it. Credit rating is good, which is helpful. You know, nice. I, I'm, I'm not. This is a place where I'm happy to not be a guy in his 20s because I walked in. I've had multiple car loans with the same bank. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a guy in his 20s. I've got a great credit rating. I just pretty much Walked in and said, "Here's what I'd like to do." Yeah. And they went. Here's what you need to fill out. You're and I walked a customer. Exactly. You've got great credit. You've got the money yeah. lined up. But I am. I'm I so excited. I, I am trying really hard as I've done this whole process. I'm trying really hard to not be ahead of myself, which is difficult. My wife is like, "Aren't you excited?" I'm like, I, I, you know, wait. You're right. You're right. There's still a couple gonna, of things exactly. left to do. Right. I, I've got a. Here's the thing. I I have shopped for a car kind of nationwide. I found an example in LA that I like. I'm flying to LA. I need to see it in person. Thankfully, I had a very thorough, slightly expensive, but very thorough (laughs) pre-purchase inspection. So that was very comforting. I'm going down to see the the car. If the car checks out, as I think it will, in person, then I am beginning the long drive back to Utah. That happens this weekend. So you're listening to this on a Friday. I will be packing, essentially, because uh, actually, I say that. I mean, it's not like it's a big trip. I won't take much. But uh, I'm headed down there, and my plan is... To do some teasing of all of you on yeah, Saturday. he's, he's
0: going to be the social
1: media. And then I'm actually uh, going to what? reveal it on Sunday. So it's yeah. it's happening, hopefully. Or or or, or <laughs> there'll be a photo on Saturday of me returning to Salt Lake <laughs> and a picture insane. of my shoes because I just came right back here. Well, well, that was a bust. <laughs> exactly. These are the other options. So if Here's you, the plane you, ticket that I bought one way back to Salt yeah, Lake. Yeah, so if you see a picture of my shoes, you know what's happened. <laughs>
0: No, I'm just I'm really excited. It's been quite a process mm-hmm. and uh, lots of shopping, lots of uh, bouncing ideas back and forth. Yeah, and yeah, really yeah. dissecting mm-hmm. of these cars, best model years, mm-hmm. all those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So, congratulations on your new Rolls Royce. Yes, exactly. Really, really yeah. happy for you. Yeah, yeah quite yeah. a driver's car by mm-hmm. the way. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We've got a great podcast for you. We've got Michael who's writing in. This is such an interesting story. It's a mm-hmm. debate. About his love lost for cars. He's yeah. an auto mechanic that is fed up. He's tired. He's lost his love. Yeah.
1: The, the love of What's cars is next? kind of dying, which is an interesting conversation. I want to talk about that from a couple different angles. I love that he wrote in.
0: Yeah. We've also got Calvin up in Canada who has never written in. He's been a listener for years. Calvin, thank you so much. We are excited to cover your debate here. He's never actually written into any program before. We're honored. Honestly. We, yeah, it's cool. Thank it's you for cool. writing in. He's got a BMW M4 Mm -hmm. and is kind of looking at what's next. Yeah. Okay. But he's truly an enthusiast here. Lots of stuff, and and it kind of sounds like you need something to stoke the fires again, Calvin. To yeah, to really, I mean, you're already an enthusiast, you're already there, but just kind of what's next?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and wants something I think that will kind of surprise him. That's mm-hmm. kind of the vibe that I get, which is cool. And then you guys have completely buried us in questions. We were looking oh on gosh. Facebook right before we started recording, and I think it may be the most questions we've ever seen on Facebook. So thank, honestly, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. And also, you still hit us up on Instagram and uh, and Twitter, and we are looking at all of them. There's a lot of uh, questions we'll get to. We won't get to all of them, of course. We could do a whole podcast on these and not get to all of them. We could. We uh, so thank you for writing in. I also do want to say, if you haven't rated the podcast, that really does help us. So a few of you uh, do it every now and then, and when we mention it, you, you remember to do it, and we really appreciate it. Give it whatever rating you feel it deserves. I mean, we love the, the rating. We would love your comment, because like everywhere else, we're reading your comments about the podcast. We always want to make it better. We would love that. This also applies for those of you that are movie junkies like me on our IMDb <laughs> and would say, like, to, like to rate- our TV show. Todd likes it. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that
0: you had to rate your. You have to upload your own content for IMDb. Well, I'm, so everybody down to Tom Cruise, but he's
1: got his people. Well, but no, this, no, right? it's do you have your people? I mean, if you right, have, if right, if you look at, we if you don't look really at, have people, do we? No, we don't. We don't have people. No. There, 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 are, there are no. We are the people. We are the people. We are the people. Chance and Edgar help help be the people. And, and Tom is one of the people and Tom as well. But is our but but you you and I we are the people. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> there aren't others to do these things. I was
0: just unaware of this whole process. This guy started IMDb. And Mm -hmm. now it's the thing. It is the standard. A British
1: guy started something right around the time that I first entered the film industry in the 90s. He started this thing, and it was pretty low rent originally, but it became such a thing. Right. And what I found interesting when I was living in L.A. and I was actually doing, you know, you go as a screenwriter and you go and you pitch yourself to certain people's office and that kind of thing. And like anything else on the Internet, you can track analytics and you can see if you have the right kind of account on IMDb. You can see how often are people looking me up. Sure. And what was fascinating narcissistically
0: is, looking. Is, well, no, every, no, every no, because
1: IMDb became such the standard that if somebody, if you were going to meet with somebody, what'd you do? You looked them up on IMDb, and I would note sure. invariably sure. that right before I would have a meeting with somebody, there would be spikes on my profile, and then right after I'd have the meeting, there'd be a couple more spikes, and oh, then it would go quieter again. But anyway, we're way off in the weeds. But if, if you if you are on IMDb and you don't mind rating our TV show, we would love to. I am I am resisting. The urge to rate my own show. I'm not going to do that. I'm putting in the commentary and putting in the details so that IMDb has the right info and updating it. But I'm not going to put star ratings on my own work. That feels weird. So we appreciate
0: it. It's a new place to rate our show. So, guys, thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. A couple of questions that related to the Facebook, the social media questions at the end. Oh, sure. But we wanted to cover those up front because Mm -hmm, they are very newsworthy. They're news, yeah. They are both Porsche-related. Buckle your seatbelts, everybody. Yep. Here we go. So first of all, the Panamera Sport Turismo is now in production. Yikes! I
1: I almost wow. I almost want a moment of silence, not because we're mourning, just a moment of silence. So you listening can find a photo, and we cannot disturb you, and you can just look at this and go, <laughs> "That's how this car should have looked from the beginning."
0: I agree. Even though I'm going to give the first gen Panamera a hall pass because. I am who I am. I know. You're right. This one is the one that should have been built. It was teased as a concept car mm-hmm. long ago. Yeah, fact. yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally in production, Porsche got the green light because of the enthusiasm, and everybody agrees unanimously. I think this is beautiful. Yes, I am floored by the design. It's um, I, I hesitate to call it a single box design. You can you know talk about wagons or minivans or people movers as the single box kind of. thing. Is that what
1: the, I mean? They're not referred to as like dual two box instead of three box. Uh,
0: I, I guess. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm genuinely asking. I don't know.
0: I guess it could be considered a, a, a two box design. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose, but you know, car design is changing so much; it's mm-hmm. not even even being able to be categorized as that anymore sure, i mean sure. there's you know volvo 240 wagons from the 80s were the three box design classic <laughs> example right but car design has just so gone away from that
1: you and i recently shot a bmw 2002 as a fast blast mm-hmm. and when we were yeah, shooting profile shots we, we just all kind of stopped for a minute and had a laugh because it was like that is exactly when people say three box design on a sedan and there it is small box up front big <laughs> box in the middle small box at the back car there it is exactly but, but this but this uh Gran Turismo, just madness sport turismo thing i just i it's spectacular but honestly honestly i'll be very surprised if demand outsells the standard panamera i'll be shocked i think oh the standard mm-hmm. okay i mean i even like the standard without the sport turismo i, I like the, this new the, refresh. no the, the refresh Great. is excellent i agree with that it's excellent i still don't think the car is as pretty as it can be but i think it is far improved from the first gen which is kind of a low bar but it's far improved from the first <laughs> hey. gen This Sport Turismo is honestly spectacular, but I I suspect, especially in this country, Mm -hmm. that it will be the same guys that are buying, and this is a rare group, that are buying the E-Class E63 AMG wagons. They will buy the Sport Turismo, and everyone else will buy the standard Panamera. I don't think it will outsell the standard at all. I don't think it will get close.
0: In Europe, I think it will. Maybe. And I think that's where the enthusiasm is primarily coming from. Even though here we're saying, yeah, I mean, it's touching on the wagon thing that we all
1: love. I mean, we no, all the, love wagon thing, the wagon wagons, thing, the wagon thing that all journalists love, and then other car enthusiasts love because we go, no, but it's fast and it carries stuff. Get out of your SUV, and right exactly. there, we've lost ninety percent of the public scratching their heads, especially yeah. in America with the SUV craze going on.
0: The other piece of news here is, yes, Porsche is also now being investigated for illegal emissions software. Specifically on the Cayenne diesel, which shares that three liter V6 diesel with the other Audis and Volkswagens. So, of course it does. I can't say that I'm surprised. No, I'm bummed. I uh, yes, but yes, of course, in that kind of family, it's a trickle down. I mean, in your Cayenne, you've got mm-hmm. the gasoline V6. Yes, but that's not a Porsche specific engine.
1: You're right. You're right. It's the one from Volkswagen. It's a corporate Absolutely.
0: engine, yep. just Absolutely. like every car manufacturer does. Just mm-hmm. about every car manufacturer worldwide does. Yeah, you know, Acura and. Uh, Honda and Toyota and Lexus and all those kinds of things. We've, we've got the, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. is, that's the workhorse engine. Yeah. We yeah, put yeah. it in and everything. We tune it to different things. We put different transmissions with it, but it's the same kind of thing here. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm disappointed that Porsche's name is sullied by this scandal sure. as well. But, sure. You know, that was a business decision putting
1: that engine in. Well, but you remember when this, when the scandal first broke for Volkswagen, mm-hmm. there was a question, Wait a minute. This engine is in Porsche. And Porsche went, no, 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 no. It's not a, it's not, it's not a problem for us. <laughs> Squirrel. We, 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 exactly. We may have this it's engine, but whatever. we didn't do it. I, I think right there they should have called it. Because you honestly. You up to, yes. you know what, we're or, affected to. Or, or, and... or, or think about this. They could have known. Let's just say for sake of argument. They knew then. And still yeah. said, let us check. And then revealed. They would have come out well. Saying at that point, yeah, you know, I know true. we've got the same engine, but true. I promise you there's no cheat software. And have somebody discover it now, that's a bigger black eye. I'm surprised. I mean, the good thing for Porsche here is that they're talking about, at the moment, it's only like 22,000 cars. I say only 22,000 cars, which sounds like a lot until you think about the fact that I think Volkswagen was, was recalling the better part of a billion. So, you know, right, um, yeah, right. it's, 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 it's officially relative. It's officially relative. Yeah. So it's a small number, but it's not a surprising reality. Like you said, because of this shared engine, I just wish when it all came down, Porsche had an opportunity to stand up and and try to get ahead of it. Volkswagen was killed by it. Porsche had the chance to get ahead of it. I think it's too bad, but I also think it's not surprising.
0: I've seen the Cayenne V6 as a really viable. I mean, the one you've got, it's got plenty of power and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've, genuinely seen that even though it doesn't use a porsche specific engine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then the diesel over here you don't see many of them despite the fact that i just saw one yesterday or the day before <laughs> when we were mountain biking yeah guys started it up and i'm okay hey, a v6 oh it's a diesel you yeah. never see those yeah what are you doing with that sir and there it was mm-hmm. and i'm thinking all right what a rare car but i'd never really considered it part of the all right this is a real porsche all right, it's a Cayenne. Well, it's a shared engine.
1: I, I see what you're saying. In you know, the same way it might be an sixes. I get, kind that. Of thing, I get but that. I get that.
0: I hate that even Porsche can't even get away from this. And it's killing the perception, at least in America, of diesels. They're oh, excellently engineered. They work well. Yes. They can go a long but way. But they're probably done.
1: They're probably done worldwide. I but mean, that's, what's, yeah. that's the reality of what this is going to happen. Because there's been so many kind of jumping through hoops. It, take Volkswagen out of the equation for a second. You know, uh, Mercedes had their Blue Tech. You know, right, And there's right. all these little extra little tanks that do this that help the diesel reach emissions, and nobody could figure out how Volkswagen was doing it. Well, now we know Volkswagen was cheating. <laughs> so the fact – what, but what all of these things point to is that diesels are struggling and failing to meet emission standards. And that probably more than anything else is going to kill them off, I think, worldwide. I'll be shocked if they survive in passenger cars, even the next five years.
0: Yeah. And then there's Audi, you know, they got out of Le Mans when they did after winning multiple races and titles with diesels. Yes. Getting out of that at the right time going, what's this formula E thing now? Well, not getting out of it at the right
1: time, getting out of it because the memo came down and said, by the way, TDI is now a bad word. Yeah, (laughs)
0: exactly. And now we're reading Mercedes pulling out of DTM BMW and Audi are scratching their heads at that one. But yes, formula E is kind of where the action is going. I mean, F1 racing in general, I think that will soldier on for a long time. Well, but,
1: but Formula E is becoming a thing. I've I, been watching some races. I am still going to say that Formula E right now is a marketing ploy. Oh, I, gr- I Formula, agree. Formula E is your ability to say, we're thinking about the future. Sure. Whether you are or not is a separate thing. But it's a great way to just say that.
0: But at that level...
1: IndyCar, not so
0: much. They really look at themselves as entertainment. Mm -hmm. But Formula One, at the very top, do look at themselves as trickle down to road car technology. Sure, yeah, yeah. And that could generate, you know, that could trickle to... Mm -hmm. Formula E, you know Formula E down to electric car programs for.
1: I think there's uh, all kinds of stuff. I think it's an almost guarantee that there's going to be connections but there. But it's still a marketing ploy. We've got yes. to get into
0: it somehow, yeah. and
1: I don't think they're trying
0: to hide that. To be honest, no,
1: no, no. I don't think. But but I think you make a good shh, point. I mean, you're talking about anything. you're talking about in Formula E, you are requiring an electric car to to work at its massive upper limits. And maintain range and these kind of things. That, that that technology has to trickle down. That's an interesting point.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, we've got so much to get to here. We're going to jump right into the first car debate with Michael D. Mm-hmm. He is an auto mechanic losing his passion for cars, which sounds strange. Maybe it sounds strange. Maybe it doesn't, though. Yeah, yeah. And I thought this is a topic that you and I have not really touched on.
1: Not at all. Yeah.
0: In our own lives, in other listeners' lives, but... Michael, thank you so much for writing in. He's a new listener to the show. He's a Mustang fan. So his favorite is the GT350 versus Boss Mustang review that we did. That's how he
1: found us. And now he went, I kind of like this. Yeah, because he's a Mustang
0: guy. Exactly. So he's out in North Carolina, been working as a mechanic in the automotive industry for seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. He started when he was 20, Mm -hmm. and now he's 27. And he says here in the email, the more he's been working on cars the more he feels like he's losing the passion for them that he had when he was a young kid, Mm -hmm. which is tragic to read. It is. It is. I have a lot of juicy solutions. I am really excited, as a matter of fact. I have so many suggestions for you. You're going to think I'm done, and I'm not going to be done.
1: So that's why we've got to get to this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is very interesting. Michael, first off, I just want to say I'm sorry. But I, I, there's a couple comments that, from kind of my own life experience, not related to cars, but I, but I want to kind of relate it to you, talking about uh, my love and hate with film because I overall I love films, but I've had love and hate stretches and I want mm, to talk about sure. how that relates to your situation. I mean, you That's come from good. a line of mechanics uh, and you you realize that the kind of day-to-day reality of fix this, oh, diagnose that has taken the fun out of it. And then you mention in passing, did you notice this, Paul? Did you notice this? He just mentions in passing. Hmm. I used to love cars. I don't love cars as much anymore. Currently, I, I daily drive a PT Cruiser. Wait, wait, <laughs> Michael. <hang on. laughs> Rewind that again. Um, Doctor, it hurts when I do this. Don't do that. Yeah, but see, hang on. <laughs> you're, you're you're losing your love for cars, and then you just casually mention you daily drive a PT Cruiser. Uh, I did notice Michael, that. Michael, my friend, let's start there. <laughs> okay? I, 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 Is that I even a lateral move from a Corolla? Wow. It- <sighs> That's that's a tough that's a tough how, how request. Do we, where do we put that? Well, but you know what? I would say uh, you know what? Here is what I'll say: the Corolla wins now, and I'll say the Corolla <laughs> wins now because the Corolla is still being made and updated in safety tech and technology. Okay, and the PT good. Cruiser is now in our past. Thank God, but Plus, it's in the our Corolla past. Plus, Corolla has a spoiler. Well, yes, I mean, that you know, and a little S on the back, so clearly it's sporty. Uh, but and it's
0: saving us. I
1: mean, yes, thank thank God for the, spo- for the spoiler. Anyway, um, you know, but the the thing is here, I think. You're going to work and you're working on cars. Let's be honest. You're not working on Paganis. You're working on work cars that true. have just got normal little issues. And I'm sure that gets boring and same thing. And also, I hate to say it, but mechanics mechanics are the janitors of the car world sometimes. Hmm. You're seeing the worst of humanity related to that thing. Huh? You, you, you see guys that are enthusiasts and their car is nice and you put it up on the lift and it's nice to work on because it's clear that they care about it. That's the exception.
0: This is cars interesting. Cars are
1: coming in, and they are a discarded appliance by people, and now that person's angry because this thing doesn't work. That's not even a good working environment. I could see how that just gets sad. So what we've got to do, Michael, is we've got to find you things about cars that are just glorious that have nothing to do with the fact that you're holding a wrench in your hand. There's a few ways I can think of to do this. I'm very curious about your thoughts. I do still think fiery Viking burial for the PT Cruiser is, you will smile right there and it will only go up.
0: (laughs) That's YouTube gold right there, my friend. If we launch that off a cliff, flaming with a wrench holding the gas pedal down.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure where it lands, and we will have the EPA and many, many others chasing us. But it will be riotously <laughs> funny until it happens. funding will be and
0: We'll be getting yeah. a
1: visit from. Well, but the EPA. But, but for like two and a half days, we'll have the success of vloggers. It'll be awesome, hey. and then we'll be promptly arrested well, for that's worth I don't know, setting something on fire. Yeah,
0: that's totally worth it. Well, uh, lots of thoughts here, uh, Michael. I am. Uh, I'm really excited to share my thoughts because you got my juices flowing again. Here, just thinking about all this stuff. And yes, we we definitely understand. You're in the category, though, of chefs. What do celebrity and professional chefs go home and eat? That's my big question. (laughs) Do they cook a hot
1: dog, mac and cheese? I've cooked all day. last thing I want to do is go home
0: and cook. What do they eat?
1: That's a great point.
0: Masseuse. You're a a massage therapist or a masseuse. And you know every one of your friends is like, man, I had a rough day. It hurts right here on my neck. You wouldn't happen to be willing to... No, I just had a long day at work. Yeah. Leave me alone. I've got to watch TV. Sure. Yeah. This is the same thing it is. for an auto mechanic it is. to his love for cars. Mm-hmm. So here we go. I'm jumping right in. Like I said, I've got lists of cool stuff here. And I'm going to start out with a build show. Even though I know in your email here you said, is there an alternative to working with cars but not necessarily hands-on type of work? Okay. I'm going to tow that line and then we'll, we'll move on, but I'm going to start out with Velocity's, one of their biggest show right now, Bitch and Rides.
1: Okay. Shot in Salt Lake. Shot here in Salt Lake, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: How about working for someone whose job it is to build custom cars for rich people? Because your experience about fixing things now is back to how they should be, not building things to how you want them to be. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a different mindset. You don't have a classic car. It sounds like you're Mm -hmm. going home and wrenching on in the garage, like to sorbet for mm-hmm. your mind to, mm-hmm. you know, I want it to be like this, man, forget all those Corollas and yeah, stuff yeah. that I'm working on date, you know, on a daily basis. So how about, being a part of a build show where you're doing custom work and yeah. interesting, fascinating, challenging. kind Or of not work. even
1: a show. Just all of those shops we've never heard of around yeah. that, you know, what What are the hot rod shops in your area, for lack of a better way to put it? That's a great thought. That's really, I really like that. You're absolutely leading me to custom builders. Mm-hmm.
0: First mm-hmm. of all is Icon 4x4 out in California.
1: Yeah, if he wants to move. <laughs>
0: if you want to move. <laughs> keep going. Keep well, going. There, these are all ideas. Just sure. Keep no, that I mind. get your point, though. They told me when I visited not too long ago that they have trouble hiring people because the young guys don't know anything about the old Land Rovers. Sure. The old guys don't know anything about ECUs. About modern tech, sure. And somewhere in the middle is somebody who's had experience the working on old cars and understands ECUs and new cars. Interesting. And yeah. OBD ports yeah, and all that yeah, yeah. kind of stuff. He said, "That's we would hire you in a second if that is you.
1: <laughs> Went, Icon is going to try me. to figure out why they get a lot of random calls next week based on a podcast. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, so hat tip to them, I guess. But yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I see that. Singer
0: 911s also in California. Sure, sure. They're they're building the 911 how they want it to mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. Fascinating, beautiful, high end, satisfying work. And as you said, the detail shops. I mean, there's mm-hmm. Lux Auto Spa here in Salt Lake. Salt Lake, yeah. yeah. Rolling in with rich people who have. Cool cars and you're washing them and taking care of them, yeah. doing body wraps yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, and
1: there's makes and models here locally as yes. well, and they're essentially they do some of that, uh, you know, appearance stuff. But a lot of what they do is you have a exotic or slight exotic, and they will wrench on anything. Yeah, yep. You know, so that is interesting. I mean, I actually went a similar place to some degree. I I really like these build shops. You're I've thinking got one of one more oh, build yeah, please shop?
0: please go. Please go on the Holy Grail. I did a Holy Grail of each of my categories. Oh, did you really? Okay. Is Canapa Design in california sure sure yeah bruce canapa was a racer he was a hot shoe he's got a garage and some of their primary business is making porsche 959 street legal in the u.s mm, mm. among other yeah, hot yeah, yeah. cars so look up canapa.com unbelievable shop i cannot wait to go there he's got race cars for sale and they're wrenching on these cars yeah. to sell but then they take them to shows they race them it's it's the holy grail of build shops. Interesting. Interesting.
1: All right, go ahead. I went, no, no, that's excellent. That's really good because I hadn't I hadn't thought about build shops, but I went I went a similar route in okay. just, Michael, currently you're fixing problems at the lowest common denominator of car usage. What hmm. if you were solving problems oh. so that cars can run better or will stop braking or can be the best they can be? That's a different tactic. That's a very different tactic. Hmm. I need my alternator belt replaced is... Lowest common denominator maintenance. Sure, we need to figure out why we keep blowing a piston at the upper ends of our RPM, so our race car runs better. Is a very different problem to solve. Like this. So, look, you're in North Carolina. You're in you're in NASCAR world. Yes. Okay. But even if it's not NASCAR, my thinking is, take your knowledge and shop your knowledge around to. I love Paul's build shop idea, but race teams mm. or That's people excellent. that build cars for whoever who out there needs mechanics. That you can go in and help problem solve. Plus, when you see those shops, those shops are spotless. The oh cars are spotless. Yeah. you know, we've got a, a guy that went with us on our pilgrimage trip last year named Cole Powelson. He's got Life Motorsports here locally. We're doing a lot of local callouts yeah, that by are. accident, but he's got Life There's Motorsports. A lot here. That's they amazing. they build uh, 350Z spec racers mm-hmm. for people all in this area. That's their primary business, but they also just work on cars. And they also, by the way, have like the most powerful GTR in the US and it's run Pikes Peak. (laughs) <laughs> that's their little side. The most thing. powerful
0: that's, time attack Nissan GTR. That's
1: their little side thing, or it may not the most powerful. It's like the fastest. Or it, anyway, it's it's this it's this bewinged thing. Okay, it's like underneath it's like all of those be winged. Uh, yeah, seriously, it's underneath similar, all right? of those wings and canards somewhere there is a GTR body, and the thing is a <laughs> rocket ship. So my point is, where are those shops locally for you? People that are building race cars, people that have got a business fixing high end stuff or making it work better. It's almost we're almost talking. Too tuner shops Mm. to get you out of this lower end stuff that is the day-to-day fixing, take your knowledge somewhere else and see if you can, uh, you'll probably start lower end, but you've got the, you've got the wrench experience. You've got wrench experience Paul and I can't dream about. So plug that into somebody that's, that's building a team or advancing a team. I think you could be much happier because you're going to be, like I said, you're going to be problem solving, not problem fixing. Mm. And I'm, I'm splitting hairs, but I think that that's valid. So there's that. I also think, related to the PT Cruiser thing, first off, get rid of that. Secondly, <laughs> start, start figuring out places you can drive cars for the way they're fun.
2: Mm, like, so that, that,
1: so like that? So that? They can be as simple as autocross. But, but just find – and you can get something cheap since you can uh, wrench on anything. You did make a comment here. You've seen so many cars with so many problems. <laughs> you're having trouble seeing any car without seeing problems first. Somebody pulls in a fun car and you just think, oh, those always have this problem. I get it. I get it. But you know what? Cars are like people. They're imperfect. And sometimes the more you love them, the more they have one little quirk that drives you nuts. Sure. sure. So you're going to have to just accept that and just go, I should drive one of those. Since I know that problem that it has. Look, I'll pick the obvious one, the low-hanging fruit. A 996, 997 Porsche is probably going to have an IMS issue. And yet we say all the time, buy one. Right. Fix that. Oh, yes. If you're a mechanic and you know the problem with that car, then you can stay ahead of the problem. Buy that car anyway and experience it. And then take it to something like autocross and ring it out and find the upper levels of a car's capability. Even if it's 10-mile-an-hour autocross, that can give you joy again. Mm. So I think that's very important. And all of this, I want to apply it to to one experience I had, and that is… For a while, I got so deep into movies and specifically writing movies that I realized I was starting to have trouble enjoying just going to the theater. Was this during your New Line years
0: by any chance? The back end of
1: it. The back end of my New Line years. I was wondering. Because you
0: spent a lot of time mm -hmm. doing checks. I spent a lot of
1: time in theaters watching all kinds of things. And I was coming home or finding time and I was writing a lot of screenplays and I was shopping screenplays. And it got to the point where literally I could sit in a movie theater and I could listen to a scene go by and I could like reverse engineer it and I could tell you what it looked like on the page. I just that's I mean, that's impressive,
0: but not necessarily a good thing. It, right? it,
1: that's the thing. It was one of those things where this is how much I'd embedded myself into it. But I stopped enjoying just yeah. sitting there and enjoying a movie. Prevents you from thinking just enjoying about, the scene yeah,
0: and the acting and all that stuff. kept right? thinking about,
1: oh, this is how they staged that. Oh, this is how this was probably written. Mm. That's fine. It's great that I know that, but it doesn't help me enjoy what I'm doing. I had to step back. I had to just step back for a bit. Hmm. And, and it helped sure. me. As Of course, we obviously moved into the show big time, and yep. that changed yeah, things yeah. a bit in my focus. But that stepping back, I think, would be helpful for you. So I hope maybe one of these build shops or a race team or somebody building, I hope that can give take your talents, which are, is a useful talent, and put it to good use. And then I'm telling you, fiery burial – pt cruiser get a good car and autocross it <laughs> are you getting michael the fact that you need to get rid of that pt
0: cruiser we'd love to help you touching on your racing theme clearly you need to go breathe some nitromethane and join a pro nhra drag racing team <laughs> so you can strip the gaskets <laughs> out of the supercharger clearly, and rebuild
1: it in front of the people and you need to breathe <laughs> some nitromethane. heck yeah man <laughs> that is the world's most convoluted shirt and yet i still love it i do
0: Oh uh, man! I mean, yeah. John Force's daughter Ashley is now a pro. She's married to Graham Rahal, but you know she needs people working on her cars. John Force Empire, cool drag racing. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's a ton of this stuff.
0: The out there. holy grail for that one would be move to Europe, join an F1 team or a Le Mans team. Well, sure, like a pit We're, crew. Yes, or go work for BAC Mono. Sure. Or
1: but we're helping Michael now somewhere just, in the I southeast of the big. country. I know. Go I know. I know. You, you need a Paul Limiter in all these discussions. <laughs> I know. Anyway, we need like a Paul Limiter for Michael's reality of North Carolina. But I do think that NASCAR and build shops are a reality, though. Yes. So, anyway.
0: Well, I'm going to get cultivated and refined on you because I've got four categories left here.
1: Oh. Oh, I'm done. So, so Michael, like, I said, I, like, like you, Michael, I'm going to sit here for a minute. You yeah. thought
0: I was done. Car
1: museums
0: need an art curator.
1: Excellent. The excellent. art just yep.
0: happens to be cars, like the Mullen Automotive Museum, Peterson Automotive Museum, Nethercut Collection, and the Blackhawk Automotive Museum in California. There's museums. Those are just the California ones. I can. You think can't
1: of. see me, but I'm actually sitting here, jaw dropped, because I about, realize that Paul is ramping up. This is the. <laughs> this is like first gear, folks. I oh, can man. tell by the look on his face. I'm just getting
0: started. So how about a museum? I mean, there's museums nationwide. How about a NASCAR museum or being the curator where they need to be driven, worked on, and curated as a a collection and presented to the public? Wow. Would be interesting. Wow. That leads me to a car spy photographer job whose most notable name was brenda pretty but she yeah. is retired from that industry but that lives on i mean trekking through iceland to get the new shot of the whatever <laughs> it'll take you on world travels
1: oh it'll, no it'll
0: take you around the world i mean the deserts of dubai
1: to he's a mechanic not a photographer hey, just say it okay guy right now but all right
0: all right so the third category is going to work for a celebrity Jay Leno's got a big collection, and so does Jerry Seinfeld. Or the guy who founded Pelican Cases has yes. 100 Corvettes or something like that. Let,
1: let, let me stop you real quick for this Jay Leno story you and I have talked about before that okay. continues to boggle my mind. All right. I heard this story 10 years ago, long, long ago when you and I were still very much in L.A. I heard this story about Jay Leno's collection. He has – I'm going to get this a little bit off, but he has like – the best example of the major iconic steam-powered cars that existed in the U.S., including one mm-hmm. from, like, yeah. the late 20s, early 30s that was, like, the, and they run. The, the best of the steam engine cars. And they do run. And, of course, where do you get a steam engine car worked on? What was crazy about this story when I first heard it is at the time, 10 years ago, he had some guy in his shop that was his steam mechanic specialist, and it was a guy in his 30s. Yeah. Now, let me rephrase this. Not a guy from 1930, a person in his third decade of life, which means these steam cars were gone two generations before he was born. But it was because his grandfather and his father were steam mechanics. And now you're Jay Leno. You have more money than you can ever spend on cars. Your disease in a huge way is cars. You like steam-powered cars. You need a steam power mechanic. There is no person you need a that specialist. person ceases to exist, and yet here's yeah. this guy who went from I have this strange hand-me-down knowledge to he is the steam-powered mechanic guru for Jay Leno. I am shocked that's even a thing. That's a job. There's I'm, he's one of one. I'm shocked it's even a thing. But but all of this to say, Michael, you have a skill set. Plug the skill set into a more interesting place. And I love that Jay Leno story because I still am just like. You're, when that guy was 15 and his dad was teaching him about steam powered cars, do you think he ever thought, this is a staggering waste of my time? <laughs> you know, dad, I don't want to look at it. I get it. It's a steam right. car. We left steam cars 60 years ago. I don't want to do this anymore. Fast forward 15 years, he's got a full time job with Jay Leno building steam cars. Yeah.
0: It's madness. And that, yeah, he'll probably be the steam car guy. Whoever owns those cars in the future, he'll probably follow those cars around. Well, and
1: for all we know, he's got kids and he's teaching his kids steam cars now. I mean, it's, it's craziness. Who knows? Okay, so somebody who's got lots of money. <laughs> you
0: are has still a big going. <laughs> and they need to be curated, all right? Okay. Okay, so here's my first ultimate answer for you. Oh, wow. All right. Go work for an auction house. Get this. Dana Meekum runs a pretty exciting show on the Velocity Channel. He runs shows all over the country in the U.S. He's televised. He's got a huge staff. They need to be wrenched and worked on and driven and photographed. There's all kinds of stuff to be done. They need buyers. They need you name the person.
1: I'm starting to get job ideas for myself right now. (laughs) Anyway, yeah.
0: R.M. Sotheby's, the Russo and Steel auction house, which is pretty much the Kim Kardashian of auctioning. You went nuts. Could be interesting. And the holy grail of that category is Gooding and company. They do it the best. They kill it. David Gooding is at the top of his game. And then my second ultimate answer, and I'll wrap things up. (laughs) (laughs) The Pebble Beach Company, or the folks who run the Quail Lodge, or the Amelia Island Conquerors, which just so happens to be March 9 through 11, 2018.
1: Tune in next time when we finish this podcast.
0: (laughs) Why don't you go work for those folks? They put on the huge car shows that bring in a lot of money, a lot of, I mean, the Pebble Beach. The Quail Lodge has Sikorsky lands a private helicopter on the 18th green. Yes. Because they just might have customers who might be interested in sitting in their new helicopter. Yeah. Learjet brings a fuselage on an 18-wheeler trailer because you might want to go in and take a look at the new custom finishings. Yeah. They're people with m- so much money. They trailer in their car collection that's half empty because when they buy at auction, they're going to fill the trailer. They need to fill the, to the, the trailer wherever yeah.
1: yeah, Pebble Beach is this weird, surreal world. It really is. Yeah. So
0: auction house. I mean, you've got to keep. You've got to go do the barn finds. It's kind of like what um, <laughs> uh, chasing classic cars. Yeah, um, Wayne Carini does yep, absolutely, but he's doing it kind of you know just himself. How about an auction house that needs to go find the cars, source sure, buyers, sure. keep the cars running, and those are interesting cars to work on—a fifty-six million dollar. You bring up Tesla an interesting Rosa point. Something,
1: and I want to pose this question to you, Michael. You bring up an interesting point. A fraud GTO. If if it was an old barn find car, and your job was make it live. they come at wouldn't wouldn 't that be cooler than whatever yeah. you were doing this week that 's a great question and, and, and i 'm asking Michael because obviously the barn fine is an entire car 's worth of problems oh sure, but that sure, you sure, know so can you make tree it live is cylinder number six exactly can you <laughs> I want to see a photo of that <laughs> but but the, that question of make this live again that's in that 's an interesting challenge I wonder yeah. if that 's exciting to you michael there's that these are great these are really good. <laughs> All right, I'm winding down for now, but Michael, hopefully this helps. (laughs) Three hours later, (laughs) on to number two. Guys, we'll be right back.
2: Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However... When an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because, yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life.
0: All right, so speaking of number two, we've got Calvin up in Canada. As we said before, he's been a listener for a long, long time. Thank you for writing in. He's had a demanding career... And has limited free time, but he spends a lot of time still squeezing our our content in, which is great.
1: Yeah, that's great. We're We're really glad to have you with us. You're you're watching and you're listening, and not just us. What you said is essentially if you find free time, it is filled with car content. Yeah, which is cool. So there's really no other thing that you do with your free time than just absorb car content. That's very cool. We're glad to be on the list for that. You currently have a BMW M4. Mm -hmm. And what you're struggling with, in a nutshell, is... All of the stuff where technology is changing cars right now, you wish you didn't have to have turbos. Yeah. You wish Mm -hmm. dual clutches were not taking over everything. You wish you had hydraulic steering. Those are the things that the car market is walking away from you. and, And you admit it. Your M4 is a poster child for a lot of what we're talking about. Here's an incredibly fast, well-made car with electric steering and a turbo engine. And even though you have a manual, of course, the DCT exists and is excellent. And you're just sitting here going, the M4 is on. I feel like when I read this email for Calvin, "This, this M4 is on the cusp of being too far down that road already. So he's wanting to kind of turn the clock back and go, what can I have that is kind of standing defiantly in the other direction.
0: Mhm. Which I love. I mean, yeah, to his point in the email here, it's a heavy car. It's fast car it's I mean oh, the weight is overcome fast. by power and then the tech has overcome, you know, the, mm-hmm. the feel, so things are muted and he's noticing this. This used to be the daily. But then it sounds like you got busy with things mm-hmm. and then it's no longer the daily car. You've been looking around at some other stuff but because the C63s are all automatics. That's out. 991.2s are great, pricey, and now turbocharged, mm-hmm. as are the 718 Caymans. And we've heard a lot of people say, I was looking at the 718 Cayman, and I didn't get it because of the sound.
1: Which I I am so of two minds about that. You need
0: to hear this car, though.
1: I, I'm so of two minds about that because I like good sound in the car, but... At the same time, I'm not going to avoid it because it doesn't sound good enough. I, I, maybe I'm weird, but I, I appreciate it, but I don't have to have it. But you're right. We have heard a few stories where people are like, yeah, I almost bought one. I didn't like how it sounded. And I was like, that's that's the entire beginning and end of your not doing it? I mean, Interesting. It's, okay. It's part all right. it's, it's, it is a thing. It, it's a thing. People. And that that begs the ongoing question of if all cars go electric, what sound are we engaged by?
0: Yes. Which is My a huge question. It's a huge on question. On MP3 player. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Calvin, I love how you say, let's get a good conversation going here. What should I be looking at? Calvin is a driver at heart, not a big numbers guy, and he's brand agnostic. And and one of the great things
1: about this is that his job has changed enough that the daily commute is kind of dying. And so this car Mm -hmm. he's chasing is a weekend fun car. Right, Right. He doesn't actually give us a price. However, we're extrapolating because... He mentions that he currently has an M4. So we know that we're talking about 70 to 80 grand worth of cars. At least 70. And he's looking at things already mentioned by Paul the C7 uh, Z06, he's looked at. He's looked at the 991.2. We're talking about roughly 70 to 80, maybe as close to 100 grand worth of money to work with here. I have multiple things that I think Calvin should absolutely drive because I think one of them will work. There are cars out here for you, Calvin, and the fact that it's just going to be the weekend fun car. That needs to be uh, it needs to be an organic driving experience. I love this question this is cool because you 're kind
0: of refining yourself as well and scrolling back up to the top of your email, you say, "My favorite car growing up was the Honda s two thousand I will definitely own one in my lifetime. Welcome to the starting place now 's the time. <laughs> <laughs> How about now? first of all i 'm going to back up and say. We don't know your car history or your driving experience, but we're going to assume that it's pretty healthy in all these categories, that you are an enthusiast, of course. You've got a pretty fun car history and quite a bit of driving experience and being a great driver as well. Calvin, you need an event car. Agreed. Agreed. That's exactly where we're going. You need a car that you think about when you're not at home. Mm-hmm. You need a car that you'll learn to ring the most out of and know that you have reached the end of that car.
1: Ideally, yeah.
0: A car that your M4 or any other modern high-performance car that we've listed here could absolutely annihilate.
1: <laughs> I see where you're going. Something I see where possibly going. carbureted. Yeah, maybe. Something that maybe. smells like gas and oil. Possibly. Depends on how far back he really wants to go. I see where you're going. I do see where you're going. You're going going archaeological with this. I like it.
0: I might. I might. But I'm going to start off with a question. You know how you answer a question with a question. Well, excellent. Helpful. Calvin, why do people buy Porsche 914s? Why would they even bother with this car? Mm -hmm. It's a steering wheel and a stick shift, and that's it. Nissan GTRs can run circles around them. They're, they're matchbox cars. and FRSs
1: could run circles around them.
0: FRSs could. <laughs> Why do people buy these cars? Okay, just answer that to yourself, and we'll move on to your Honda S2000. Yeah, yeah. This is a car we've recommended so much, and it definitely applies here, especially since you've said you're going to own one. Yeah. And at your budget, there's a possibility that you could own a less expensive, enthusiast car mm. and still supplement it with something fun. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. I went on to a Porsche 944. Hi. Hello, okay. $10,000.
1: And yeah. I got a Porsche 944. I am fascinated by the fact that you have taken a really <laughs> hefty budget and you are operating in this low end of it. I am applauding I'm applauding you. I'm starting there. I'm I know. Oh, I, I, I've met you and so has the audience, <laughs> but I'm still impressed that you're down there at all. Well done. I
0: guess uh, I'll, I'll
1: caveat that by
0: saying I'm thinking about just taking a chunk at the bottom end of that healthy budget and leaving the rest for maybe something else. Sure. I went on to a BMW 2002. Delightful to drive. Yeah. How fun is that? Lotus Elise has got to be on the
1: list. Sure. I mean, those are
0: fairly inexpensive. You could get, you know, like two or three of those for your budget.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Buy them like Skittles. Pick your color for
0: today. Monday is a Krypton green.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna say early nine eleven. You know it had to be in there too. Of course, yeah. At least yeah, go yeah. drive one mm-hmm. again. Why is everybody so freaked out about Porsche three fifty sixes? They're not fast. No, they're not. No,
1: they're it's a car from another time. Friends. They're they're time capsule cars. Yeah,
0: yeah. I kept going with JDM imports here in Salt Lake. Yeah, they've got interesting things to go true, sniff true, around. True. Mm-hmm. Then I went. You can see I'm going up in price. I've got three I've left noticed. Here.
1: Yeah, the the stairs are getting steeper. <laughs> yes. I went to the E30
0: M3, but then I'm backing off of that because my fear is if you go with a highly collectible car like that, mm. then it'll only sit in your garage because now it's got collectible now value and you don't want to drive it. drive it.
1: Yeah. 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 I see that.
0: So that might be off the list, but then the last two are related. How about a Lotus 7 or a Caterham?
1: Go nuts. Mm. If it's a weekend fun car, go nuts. those are good ideas. Those are really good Get the ideas. the top
0: end Caterham for 60-70 grand yeah. buy yourself a cool helmet get it painted up how you want it it is your helmet um, yeah. and go find a that's, road.
1: That's, that's cool. I do like that quite that's a bit. That's where I'm at. That mapping. is a very fun one. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, I wanted to c- talk to a couple of uh, brand new cars that I think actually get this done. Okay. And then I wanted to go into some fairly recently used cars that I think you, you should look at as well. I have five cars that I just think are on your short list to go drive because I think one of these five will be the answer. Excellent. Different things you've mentioned here have led me to different cars, so I want to walk through it. You brought up the C7 Z06. Great, fine. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to submit to you, step down. Go Grand Sport. Oh. You may have money left over. Yeah. The difference is mainly the engine. And I'm sorry, but you're not going to get in a normal C7. You've said that, that big numbers is not your thing. The normal C7 is a genuinely fast car.
0: Oh, yeah. Not slow.
1: So the Grand Sport is a little faster than that, but it's not the big boy Z06, but it's got the cool Z06 bodywork. I think the Grand Sport is the sweet spot of this discussion.
0: Okay, Okay.
1: And that is a genuinely great car to drive. And if you were to compare it to the M4, it feels classic, involving sports car by comparison.
0: Mm-hmm, the M4 sure. is
1: impressive. Watch. We just dropped our Alpha M3 piece. Yeah. A, we've done yeah. the whole Icon film. We've driven these cars. We know them. But that C7 has just got, plus it's got great engine no- note. Great yeah, engine true, note. True. You've talked about you walked away from the 718 because of lack of engine note. That C7 V8 gets that done. So that's why that's in there. Lotus Evora. Ooh, good. You didn't like the Cayman. Good. You like naturally aspirated. You could get a base aura that's naturally aspirated, or you can go supercharged. You don't like turbos, now you're supercharged. Problem still solved. Boost is boost. Exactly. But that is a very different feel. And steering-wise, I think that's what you're after. And price-wise you know, they're 80 to a hundred grand. So I think we're in that world. You go a few years old and you can get one for 60 to 80. I'm not sure of your budget, but Mm. there's a swath of Avoras out there. If you can do the 400, the new 400, do it. If you wind up in a late version of the non 400 prior, get the S, get the base. That's a great car. It's a great car. And it's a much more usable car than the Elise. Love it. As much as I like the Elise. I think the Avora is one to go there. Love it. Uh, You brought up the nine nine one and we're kind of disappointed by it. I have your solve. Hmm. 997 GT3s are 80 grand.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's good. Now, we drove the GT3
1: RS40, which is a unicorn car, and they're worth like a half million dollars, which is madness. Yeah, Don't do that. I'm just talking, and and this isn't a a lightweight car at all as far as specs are concerned. I'm talking just the standard 997 GT3. I thought about it for this conversation. I looked them up for Calvin and found at 80 grand – Go buy one, they just exist. Dang, now I want one. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, that is an unbelievably good car. So that solves the 911 problem. That's still hydraulic steering, stick shift. Yeah, they're great looking. I I still stand by the fact that I prefer the 997 size and feel to the 991. The 991 is a world beater. I still prefer the 997. I hear you. I hear you. So there's that GT3, and then two other used cars. I'm stepping further down in price. Okay. You like your M4, but it's headed the wrong direction buy yourself a 1m oh buy yourself the nicest 1m on the planet for 70 grand or buy or buy an average one for 50 and just put miles on it and don't care oh that's that'd be fun. that's the things you like about your m4 but ratcheted back in time to the things you don't like taken away yes it's a turbo uh, you don't want a turbo it is a turbo i will admit that but so what in every other category 1m
0: i think that has a hall pass because the turbo just brings it to life
1: and then you said honda s2000 and that jogged my memory for please go drive an original nsx
0: oh even better i, I like think that that. It, that
1: checks every box of what you're chasing it's not a rocket ship you're not gonna care not turboed. you're not gonna stick care shift
0: hydraulic steering hmm on and on and on
1: it's mid engine i think that all that I almost sniper it if I was just going to, if I knew an exact price. If you had said to me 50 and below, I would have almost just gone there. But I think it, these are my five on the drive list. I'm going to go back through them real quick C7 Grand Sport, Lotus Evora, 997 GT3. I cannot believe they are quote unquote only 80 grand. BMW 1M and an original NSX. Drive those, and I bet you, Calvin, you buy one of them. Wow. You could get a Honda S2000
0: and a 1M together for that kind of money.
1: Probably with change. Yeah. yeah,
0: how sweet would that be?
1: Yeah, now, now I'm lusting a bit. That yes. would be sweet. Oh, by the way, I should mention, <laughs> for those of you that are following along on the podcast, one of you thinks I'm flying to LA to buy Edgar's S2000, and I am not. Oh! I wanted to put that to rest real quick. Oh, excellent. Great car, but I'm not doing that. Well, guys, we've got to get to the, all these questions. There's
0: so many. I um, Let's just dive right in. First of all, on Facebook, Steve Steve Urban is asking about the M3 versus the Alpha Quadrifoglio piece Mm -hmm. that we just shot. Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching. It's playing well. We're really excited to share it with you. This was the last episode of Velocity Season Mm 1 for us, now posted on YouTube. So if you haven't seen it, please go to YouTube. You'll find that piece in its entirety. It was
1: was season premiere or world premiered on Velocity. And as we promised, all that stuff is coming to YouTube. It came out today. This is a great question. Go on.
0: So I just happened to be driving in the Alpha, and the M3, which contained Todd ahead of me, pulled over. Well, that was just you know we were we were trading cars and trading places in either car all day long shots. Yep. so yep. that just happened to be a representative example of what he saw here about unwritten canyon driving etiquette mm-hmm. or canyon driving rules and then that kind of trickles down to sunday drivers and civilian driving civilian driving versus what
1: civilian in this scenario means non-enthusiast okay a person who's driving because they need to get somewhere not a person who's driving because i like to drive that i do like the civilian designation for that though we should start using that steve that's awesome big friend of the show and steve and i I love that you know we need to remember that we need to talk about all the civilians (laughs) out there civilians yes wait
0: so are we anyway no (laughs) yeah the, the canyon driving etiquette is um Step one, check your rear view mirror. Just check your mirrors. All Constantly your mirrors. Constantly yep. check your mirrors. Absolutely. Don't check Absolutely. it when you back out of the driveway and then never check it again. Mm-hmm. Continue to do so the entire time you're driving because it's going to tell you all kinds of information about who's back there. Bikes, the motorcycles that come up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. The guys in the Honda S2000s mm-hmm. and the WRXs and the whatevers that are just hot. The little lowered Mazdas with the roll cages and the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just blazing through canyons, having a yeah. blast. They're not trying to race you. They're not trying to punch your man card for the third
1: time. Thank you. They're not trying to that way, emasculate you. Yes. You're right. You're right. No, in no,
0: any category, they just want to get around you and mm-hmm. that's it. And if they happen to be faster, you know what? Let them go because you're mm-hmm. not on a racetrack. They can do whatever they're going to yeah. do. Just let them buy. Yeah. And Todd and I, as I said in the film, we were just trading off for whatever reason you just happened to pull off there. You, I think we were adjusting cameras or we were we, trading, we cars were trading, we were trading
1: position of what car so we could get clean shots right, out the okay. front glass and then trade that off with out the front glass. You can see the other car. And it was just one of those moments that was transition. And because I was yeah. talking yeah. It, it because that place in the edit, we were talking about a transition from one car to the other. It just made sense.
0: Right, right. Um, Yeah, it was just, it was pre-planned. I don't think we even talked over the radio. We just, you pulled off. These
1: are the things that you and I do unspoken now. It's very, it's kind of bizarre (laughs) to people to visit the shoot. They're like, how'd you guys know that? But that just happens. We
0: just do anyway. um, Yeah, it was uh, check your rearview mirror and continue to let those people over Mm -hmm. on that shoot. I was in the alpha and there was a guy in a base V6 Camaro with a body kit on it who crept around the corners, just tiptoed around and then nailed it. And so I couldn't pass him on the straightaways. I was like, come on. I, I'm not trying to race you. I'm not trying yeah. to do anything. I just want to let you by. And that does trickle to everyday driving. Yes. Yes. Just check your rearview mirror. And could you get out of the fast lane? I have no problem with you going slow. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I do if you're in the number one lane.
1: Yeah, Could you just yeah, please yeah. let everybody well, else buy? But I'm going to go to the extreme example and then ratchet this back for Steve. The extreme yeah. example is what I would define as the best canyon road in the world, which is the Nürburgring-Nordschleife. Yes. I don't think of that as a racetrack. I think of that as the world's greatest canyon road. Yeah. It happens to be one-way traffic, thank God. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's spice things up. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Why is that Vanagon going the other way? Anyway. Uh, just for fun, we've got bi-directional traffic but, now. But, here, but here's the biggest thing about that track, Steve. In general, if you're ever there, if you go with us, if you go by yourself and you do to and fart and brace yourself. But anyway, the, the <laughs> thing is, there is always a bigger dog than you. I don't care who All you are. I don't care ways. who you are. I don't care what light, quote unquote, light traffic day you're driving. Somebody is going to find your mirror. Oh, yes. And your job is to communicate with them. I see you and you're welcome to go by, sir. Yes. Now, somehow on the ring, most of the time. There's no ego connected. Yeah. yeah. There are exceptions. There are exceptions. People do stupid things everywhere. But if you get the big car comes flying up behind – and here's the thing. The big car flying up behind you might not be a car that makes any sense. You could be driving a Porsche GT3 slowly, and the guy behind you has got the roll-caged Golf. We saw this guy, and he can hoon. Okay? <laughs> it's got but if, nothing in the car. But if he's closed down on you, it's your job to get over and let him by. Yeah. Now, we're, I'm talking racetracks. Let me ratchet it back a step. All over California, Steve, I know you live in L.A., all over California, here are turnouts. They're even labeled. They're coming up in a quarter mile. I I remain boggled that if you are a van full of kids going somewhere, if you're a parent with a whole van full of kids and you can't see out the back glass because it's got toys in it, you see me in your side mirror. Sure. I'm not trying to make a statement. Right. I'm just going faster than you are. That's what the turnout is for. Exactly. So the the thing is that unfortunately we in this country connect, and I know it exists elsewhere, but it's a, it, it's a scourge in the U.S. When you're on a back road, you connect your ego to your speed. Just in general, drivers True. do that. True. So you can see it on the fast lane on the highway. You can see it on a back road. There is this perception that we have in the U.S. We've been told that I'm going fast enough. So if somebody comes up behind you wants to go faster, no, no, no. I'm I'm going plenty fast enough, sir. Right. You, you can stay behind me. Why? Pull over. Go what? I I never want people to drive faster than they are comfortable. Good point. So Good point. drive whatever yeah. speed you're comfortable. If the person behind you is more comfortable at speed, you can decide they're a crazy idiot if you want. You still pull over. You should. You don't. People <laughs> don't. This is the problem, Steve. But the <laughs> etiquette should be check your mirrors. That you are honestly, you spend as much time on the ring looking in your mirrors as you do looking forward Oh, because somebody easily. is gunning for you. It's equal 50/50. <laughs> it's it's 50, 50, 50% all about percent the, mirrors, the mirrors and it's mirrors all about finding spots. Forward. And then the better yeah, job five, you do five. of signaling when, when I get uh, sport bikes that fly up behind me on a Canyon without fail, if I signal that I'm tucking over, even if there's not a turnout, I just am going to tuck to the right side of the lane so that I can give them as much space as possible, give them a little wave by. Yeah. It is without fail, they will wave when they go by. Absolutely. Because all I've done that. is communicated I see you, I know you're there, I'm giving you space. You've got the ball, man, go. Mm,
0: no, absolutely. I, I love it. Um, Steve, excellent question. We've got more on here. What else did you
1: find here? Oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, Dr. Zerker on Instagram said when deciding on a car to recommend or own, what dynamically is a deal breaker? What in the dynamics of a car makes me go, nope, can't do that. Mm. I'll go back to the FRS I owned. Clearly okay. it's not power. It can be a slow car. When a car is wallowing on its suspension, when it's soft under braking, when it is soft rolling into a corner, it doesn't feel taut. You can have body roll that's still taut. The car can like roll over a bit, but it doesn't feel sloppy at all. Sure, that's sure. okay. Makes but sense. But there are cars that when they roll over, it just it doesn't feel like everything's kind of taut and moving as a unit. Uh, park it and walk away. Mm. That is that is the deal breaker for me. Once a car is sloppy, I, I can't do it, and I can't recommend anybody else do it either.
0: I'm going to go after Ben's question here back on Facebook about what makes a driver's car. Mm. A five essentials checklist here, and we can debate these Ben. We can all debate these endlessly, but I'm going to take a shot here. Okay. Starting off with lightweight. We'll say 3,000 pounds or less. Ideally. Okay? Ideally, yeah. We'll start there. Then I'm going to go after power to weight. I'm going to mm. say at least 210 to 250 horsepower to go along with that 3,000 pounds. I see where you're going. Those yeah. can be adjusted, of course. Sure, sure, sure. You know, all all the numbers, you know, siding on the, the more or less is better. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely smaller proportions and therefore nimble by virtue of a shorter wheelbase. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's my third one. And that translates to the fourth one here, which makes it probably a two-seat or two-plus-two architecture. Sure. Okay. FRSs, sure. 911s, mm-hmm. Hyundai Genesis Coupes, all those two-plus-two kinds of standard zx Yeah, yeah. 300ZX, yeah great sure. Great
1: example. They had them, yeah.
0: And then handling feel, high precision and handling feel out of that. Notice I didn't talk about transmission because we can argue dual but sure sure being could. a true yeah. enthusiast car, it doesn't have to necessarily mm-hmm. be manual. We I you know I didn't talk about having it's gotta have four hundred horsepower. No, it doesn't. Absolutely it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. It doesn't not, have to yeah. be new. It yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. have to be a convertible, it doesn't have to be all those things. Yeah. So they're very generic, I realize. They're a little bit more generic, but Every time I think of, oh, it's got to be this, well, then I think of a car that negates that. Sure. You know, some sort of cool car from the 60s. Well, yeah. that's an enthusiast. That's a mm-hmm. driver's car.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the E30 M3s that we drove. And sure. All sure. that kind of stuff. So I, I'm going there. Those are my five. Okay. That's I'm, a good I'm five. I'm with that. it's a good we can, five. We can balance it, but I think yeah. of PDKs. I think of DCTs. Sure. Absolutely, those are for enthusiasts. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, those are those are my
1: five. Okay, Uh, I'm not going to necessarily think about this list because I hadn't hadn't really gathered this together yet. But you've got a really good list on there. But I would say, you know, it's going to be, it's probably going to be a little less luxurious than you might like. Good, Uh, good one. You know, it's going to be a little louder than most of your friends' cars. Okay, it can go nuts. I realize. I'm not saying saying go nuts. It's just interior noise. It's just going to be louder in the cabin and not quite as nice because you focused on other things. Precision in the steering. Now, cars over the last 30 years, steering racks in general have gotten much, much quicker. I'm a guy who actually like a really fast steering rack. Okay. But that's not a requirement, but precision is. Yeah. You brought up yeah. the E30 M3. Hilariously slow steering rack. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you, you feel like you're doing some sort of clown trick turning that car in a hairpin. It's just hand over, hand over. What is going on? How? Am I, it's actually, I, it's, you're practically juggling with a steering wheel. It's nuts it's great. But yet it's precise. Uh-huh. And when you move the wheel, you can feel the chassis move and you can feel that balance and that slide. So, okay, that's still precise, even though it's not fast. I prefer fast, but that's not a requirement. Sure. but Precision has got to be there. Sure. And then everything has got to feel mechanical and without extra movement. That can be the way mm-hmm. the gears shift. That can be the way the brake. If you hit a brake pedal and it's nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, there it is. That's not good either. Very true. So it's got to have – I I talked about slop in dynamics, but I mean in handling, but it it follows through everything. I don't want to have extra movement. The less extra movement before I make a decision and the car does something – I mean, look, I'm not talking race cars where there's no movement. We are still talking street cars here. There is some lag time. But the more precise and the less less extra travel in all of your uh, movements, the better you're going to feel connected to the car. Sure. And then seats – Seats. You can have a a car that is dynamically great, but you get into a corner and you slide around in the seat and you are instantly less confident. Seats matter.
0: Seats. We've got a couple of questions on here I think you need to answer. Scott D. is asking what Star Wars character we all should be. (laughs) And then Jonathan is also asking about after watching Baby Driver, what are our best thoughts on uh, best racing movie, best chase movie, and best non-car movie with surprising cameos with cars? I should have I mean, sat down both, to figure that both out. Both movie, the, the, I, I the, can the, touch on that one at least. The, the,
1: car ones, the car one's difficult. I think the best racing movie is Senna. Oh, good. good. I, I think it just is. That's got to be up there. I think Baby Driver is up there on chase scenes. It, it it, it, may, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen some of the other real iconic ones, but it's up there. It's up there. Mm. And then I'm going to say one that. Surprises people when I say it, but I'm gonna. But I'm mentioned here again. We had a person we met. We were explaining the show to her, and she's not a car person, and she was asking me car movies, and yeah. she was asking me car movies that she could watch to understand why we like cars. And I said I'll give you a great one, and this shocked her. The original Pixar movie Cars. Okay. Okay. There is a sequence in there where the girlfriend 911 takes Lightning McQueen. For a drive just to drive. Right. Right. It's like a four-minute sequence. But it is one of the best capturing of why driving just for the sake of driving can be glorious. Mm. Great camera movement. They're living in a world of digital camera movements. They can do whatever they'd like. It doesn't matter. But the way they fly through trees, the way they press in on cars, this is it done exactly right. Right. Mm -hmm. I realize it's a movie called cars. I realize it's a Disney flick. I realize it. I I get all that. Sure. But that little three or four minute sequence does a perfect job of capturing the feel of what it's like to just take a great car on a great road and go, this is awesome. Hmm. I love it. I
0: remember that scene. I love it too. I think you need more time to work on the Star Wars characters though. It sounds like. I'm going to give you a couple. Okay. I'm all all ears. I mean, I won't know them, but you know.
1: I think. Look, it's weird to declare my own Star Wars character. It really is. <laughs> it really is very strange because somebody's going to not agree with me. But I actually think that I would be the young Ewan McGregor Obi Wan. Okay. All right. His, his demeanor and the fact that he has this demeanor where he's he, I think he thinks he's smarter than he is. We know that Obi Wan's <laughs> going self deprecating. We know that Obi Wan's going to be wise. Sure. But he's not there yet. Sure. You know what I mean. Okay. And he has his moments when you see it, and his moments when you, look, I just, I feel Obi Wan, and I honestly think you are very Han Solo. You think so? I do because Han in Solo. What, what capacity? Well, I'll put it in this capacity. <laughs> you are a guy who is immune to Star Wars. <laughs> Han Solo is a man that is immune to the Force. He knows it exists. Oh. He understands that it's out there. He wants a blaster and a fast ship and leave him alone. OK, you are a guy. You have opinions that are well formed. You're going to stand by them. And the rest of the world is the rest of the world. But here are your opinions. You're very Han Solo in that regard. Huh? I'm going with that. Wow. I'm I, honored. I don't know if I can qualify Chance or Edgar or Tom yet. I need some time on that. OK. But I decided that, that was you and me. I'm going to go okay. with those two.
0: All right, Scott. Still TBD on that question. Uh, I want to answer the uh, the movies uh, best racing movie here. I'm I'm really intrigued by the Ron Howard film Rush from 2013. Mm, mm. I, that really spoke to me. Not because it was just the Nurburgring, but honestly, the storyline did it's a very, good the it's story a very good film. This very good film around Nicky Lauda. I'm mm-hmm. fascinated by that guy. Uh, best chase movie and best non-car movie with a surprising car cameo are one in the same movie. You've heard me say it before ronin Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen ronin it's just like baby (laughs) driver in that it was actually driven by professional stunt drivers and there's no cg those were actually drivers driving the wrong way Mm -hmm. against traffic at high speed (laughs) yeah phenomenal old
1: mercedes and citroens chasing each other Are, are you kidding me the original Bourne film, the Mini oh. Cooper chase, is one of those. Oh, that's up there, too. That's a really good one. because yeah, that's up there. it's there. Because some of the James Bond chases are cool, but some of the James Bond chases, because they have gadgets, get a little ridiculous. Sure, sure. But the Bourne chase is just, here's a beat-down Mini and a bunch of cops. There's a bunch of cobblestones. Let's get this done. Whoa. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I like that.
0: All right. What are the questions on here? Uh, I have like up?
1: six, but I don't think we can cover them. So I <laughs> wanted to cover this one because Tyler Houts wrote in on Facebook. And you know there's that game that you play. I can't actually say it because this is a family podcast. There's that game about uh, Mary. Who, who marry.
0: Who you want to marry, who you want to blank. Who you want to sleep wanna... with. Did that, that. Yeah. He's
1: doing that for cars. Yeah. Okay? So his, his, his lineup here is this. One of these cars we get to track for the day. One of them we get to keep forever, and the other one we have to burn to the ground. Ooh. His three cars are the 991.2S, so the 911, current 911S, the Evora 400, and the Mercedes AMG GT. Really? Those are his three. In that order? No, no, no. No, those are the ones he's listing. Those, oh, are, those are the oh, three. For those us are the to three. Choose. So the question is what would we do? And I do have my answer. Oh, go ahead. And I suspect my answer will be very different than yours. The, uh, the track for the day is the Mercedes. That car has a fantastic muscle car personality, and I would track that car all day long for the day, listen to that V8 growl, and be very, very happy. I've tracked it for all of three laps and was thrilled.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have.
1: So you I think that that's, the, that's the car to track for the day. Okay. I'm taking home the Lotus Evora 400, and I'm burning the Porsche to the ground.
0: i'm i'm with the uh, with the mercedes i want to track it but i'm flopping on the of course you are of
1: course you are you're going to create a lotus tire fire i know you are
0: (laughs) (laughs) that part probably
1: isn't too surprising to anyone yeah
0: (laughs) taking the porsche home all right one more question on here about top gear usa which is now top gear america from cody on facebook he's asking us what is our dream cast Hmm. for top gear usa and we can't cast ourselves. Totally fine. I'm going not with names, but with categories here, just because I think this would be interesting. Hmm. First off, a okay. musician. Musicians taken in the world from a road trip perspective and from a driving music perspective. Interesting. And from a feel
1: perspective. Okay. Did not expect that, but all right. Okay. Okay. Favorite okay. musician.
0: A pro driver, certainly. Somebody sure. Somebody that can just sure. bring the you-know-what out of the cars. Yeah. And then finally, an engineer. Somebody who doesn't Hmm. feel necessarily but can dissect the thing and understands the mechanicals and can talk about all the rest of the stuff from a build quality perspective to those are my categories rather than going after celebrities mixed with you know sure sure all kinds of different categories and being very produced I look at this as left brain right brain and a pro driver huh that's how I approached it
1: I don't want to follow up that because you've done that very well I did not go there well done
0: anyway guys uh, we'll wrap it up there man thank you again for the questions we're gonna have to revisit some of these for and, sure uh, please feel free to keep posting your questions we're trying to do our best but thank you for inundating us this is great a quick note about the pilgrimage trip coming up mm-hmm. the trip is really getting there we're we're on it things are happening there's
1: still space available cars are gonna be in book to start yeah, we, we are. are closing in fast yes
0: yeah they are so please uh, consider that everydaydriver.com adventures for the annual 2017 Europe trip at the N- Nürburgring Nordschleife and Spa-Francorchamps. You are cordially invited to come. We are still working on the in-the-U.S. track days. Uh, work is underway, we'll yep, say. Yep, yep, Things are underway. We don't have that. a
1: whole trip to announce yet, but we are working the pieces as we speak. Yep.
0: Yep. And then uh, finally, guys, thank you again. If you haven't caught the Alpha BMW M3 piece yet, Check it out. We're, uh, we're really interested in your thoughts and opinions. And, uh, and that was a really,
1: it. really good day.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. Guys, thank you again. Looking forward to next time.
2: Cheers. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However... When an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because, yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life.
3: I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown. It's
1: pretty demoralizing, um...